Every believer has the capacity to live as Jesus lived. Live victoriously over sin, sickness, death, poverty, and every evil works of the enemy. You can transform not just your own life, but the lives of people around you. The more you expose yourself to the words of God, the more you see it flow through you. In this message, Pastor Philip teaches on how you can respond to God's unconditional love for you. Live your life in the reality of His power and be all His Word says you can be. Hebrews chapter 11, I'll read verse 1, I'll read verse 2, I'll read verse 3, and I'll read verse 6. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, verse 2, verse 3. The six. We need to believe God to give us our own, our own place. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says there's no continuing city here. There's no continuing city here. Hebrews 11 verse 1 to 3 and verse 6. What does it say, Dumont? Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Yeah. The evidence of things not seen. That's true. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Yeah. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do not appear. Verse three. By faith. By faith. Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. By which he obtained witness that he was righteous. Verse 6. But without faith, mm. it is impossible to please him. Without faith, the Bible says it's impossible to please God. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 to 3. Verse 1 says that faith defines faith as the substance. Someone say substance. Substance of things hoped for. Put your hands on your chest. Say, Father, my heart is open. I receive your word. It transforms my life. It changes my destiny. The Bible says that faith is the substance. Faith is not intangible. Faith is tangible. Please follow me closely. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So faith and hope are not the same thing. There's hope and there's faith. But hope is the foundation of faith. Faith is the substance of hope. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let me explain further. Hope is the foundation of faith. What it means is that if you don't have hope, you can't have faith. If I don't have hope, I can have faith. If I don't have hope for it, I can have faith faith for it. Hope says it is possible. Faith says it is done. Hope is the beginning. So if you have someone who's sick of a condition and their case is hopeless, if their case is hopeless, they cannot be faithful. It takes hope first to have faith. So if you don't have hope, if you don't see the possibility of this happening, you cannot believe God for it. If I Tell you of it, and you say it is impossible. That means you think this is not possible. It is not, you don't have hope for it. Then you cannot have faith for it. If you think that it is impossible to find a man that will not cheat on you, 
you can't have faith for it. If after sitting down and digesting Joro, sitting down, checking to the Twitter and reading all kinds of trash about people's failed marriages, you reach a conclusion that it is impossible to find a man that will not cheat on you. That women, you must stay wicked. You believe that it's not possible in this generation to find a man that will not cheat on you. You cannot believe God for it. Hope is the foundation. If I don't have hope, I can have faith. If I think it's not possible to get a job in this city without sleeping around, if I think it's not possible to get a job in this city without stealing, without doing Yahoo, if I think it's not possible, I don't see the possibility of winning an electoral position without having to do all kinds of terrible rituals. I cannot believe God for it. So the Bible says that faith is the substance of hope. If I think it's not possible to run a business, a successful business in Nigeria, build a house from it, grow my wealth from it, if I think it's practically impossible in this country, then I cannot believe God for it. So do you understand what I'm saying now? Do you get that now? So if I think it's not possible to come out with a first class university, I can't believe God for it. If I think it's not possible to pastor a church that grows from zero to over 400 in two years, if I say it's, it's not possible, I can't believe God for it. Faith substantiates hope. It says it is the evidence of things not seen. So faith gives you tangibility for invisibility. Faith is the evidence of things not seen, not things non-existing. He said things because there are many things that are existing and not seen. Are you following my point this morning? Faith goes into the realm of the unseen and brings into the realm of the seen that which exists but not yet seen. So the Bible calls faith the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. Therefore, without faith, it is impossible to please God. If I don't have faith, I can't please God. If I have to see everything before I act, then I can't please God. Are you following me this morning? I need to be sure you guys are with me. Are you getting me? I'm, I'm, because I'm laying the foundation for the rest of this month. I need to be very clear with this. If I have to see everything before I believe, I cannot please God. Thomas said, I must see Jesus. I must put my hands in his palm. I must touch his side. Then I will believe. Jesus Christ says, Thomas, now that you have seen, you have believed. He said, but blessed are those who did not see. Yet, they believed. Faith is in the realm of the unseen. The Bible says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Open to 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7. Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7. Do more. Then we'll go to 2 Corinthians 4 verse 18. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7. 2 Corinthians, I want to read from NLT. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7. I'll read from King James who says that for we walk by faith and not by sight. So what does NLT say? NLT, I love what NLT, NLT say. NLT says that we live by believing. Not by eh? For we live by believing and not by seeing. We live. How do we live? Eh? By believing. The Bible says that we live by believing. 
not by saying. If everything I had to see, I had to everything I had to obey God on, I must first see. I can't please God. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 18, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 18, it says, Why we look not at the things that can be seen, for the things that can be seen are temporal. And the things that cannot be seen are eternal. So the element with which God made the world was out of things that cannot be seen. Your wealth is existing but not seen. Are you following my point? You are not getting me. Your marriage, your blissful marriage is existing somewhere in the spirit. But it's not yet seen. Faith goes right into that unseen realm to draw it into the seen realm. That's what faith does. Everything is made. Everything is ready. So as believers, we must learn that we follow God even though we don't see. That proverb says, look before you leap. It is not a proverb for a believer. We listen, then we leap. Believers don't look before they leap. Alpha, if you look, you will never leap. There will never be a better circumstance to obey God. Every time you make a choice or decision to obey God, all the circumstances will be against it. So if you look, you will never leap. If I looked, I will not leap. But we listen. For faith comes by hearing. We listen, then we leap. Believers don't look before they leap. God called Abraham. He says, I will take you to a land that I will show you. The Bible says he does not even know. Hebrews 11 verse 8. He said he did not even know where he was going. Hebrews 11 verse 8. He said, God called him by faith. God called Abraham. The same chapter, Hebrews chapter 11. He said, he moved not knowing where he was going. Help me do more. Hebrews 11 verse 8. By faith. By faith. Abraham, when he was called to go out. Yes. Into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance. Yes. Obeyed. He obeyed. And went out. He went out. Not knowing whither he went. He did not know. Abraham did not know where he was going. He was following God. So when God begins to call you out. You will not have a clear vision of where you are going. Nobody on earth has ever been called by God and he called me so much away that they were very clear about it. He will always leave room for doubt because hope that is seen is no longer hope. Romans chapter 8. It says hope that is seen. Romans 8 verse 24. Hope that is already seen is no longer hope. If I've seen it, I cannot hope for it. Let me give an example. When we moved into our first place, Roseboard, Rosebud was collecting 100,000 naira per month for payment for the place. 100,000, 25,000 per service. I believed God, my wife and I, and we stepped into that place. And we paid the first 100,000 naira for that place. Are you following my point? Are you following me? God says, move. Where will the other 100, 100, 100 now, 100,000 be coming from? I don't know. I was not even working. I mean, I was working, but I was running my own business. But I was not working. I was not getting salary. You know, and entrepreneurs. How many find entrepreneurs? Entrepreneurs. Yeah, let me see your hand. Entrepreneurs. You know, you cannot be sure. You know, what I'm talking about. It's the one that you have that you know. People that collect salary, they know by month or gata or gauta. you collect your money, whether there's profit or there's loss. It's not your business. Me, if there's profit, I get. If there's loss, I lost. So I paid the first 100,000 naira. Second month, I paid the second 100,000 naira. By the third month, a single sister in church walked up to me and said, Pastor Philip, do you mind if I pay that 100,000 naira every month? I said, of course, help yourself. 
help yourself. Help your. So she paid that hundred thousand naira every month till we left Rosebud. Hope that is seen is no longer hope. If I say, Lord, I will not start that church until I see this sister that promised me a hundred thousand, I will never see her. I saw her for the first time in our inaugural service. That was the first time I was going to see her in my life. She stayed there first month, second month, by third month, she said I wouldn't pay hundred thousand. She paid the hundred thousand and she's no longer in our church. She's gone now because our assignment is over. Some of us don't know how to, we don't know when our assignment is over. You must suck them dry. <laughs> you don't understand when somebody's assignment in your life. You have to understand. I'm, I'm serious. You have to understand when people's assignment in your life is over. Nobody sent to you forever. And that's why you ruin relationships. Because you want to finish it. You want to finish the relationship. That there will be nothing left after that relationship. The Bible says that the brook had tried had dried up. Elijah knew the brook had dried up. Elijah. God says, go to the brook at Sherry, go, go to the widow at Zerifat. Even the same place that God has sent him before, dried up. So it's possible that where God sent you to, dried up. So what my point is, if I say, Lord, I must see that sister before I start SLC, I'll never see her. Abraham went, not knowing where he was going. God's greatest pleasure is when someone believes him. You see, when you believe God, not in excites God, like seeing faith. I tell the truth. I tell the truth. The journey of faith is an unseen journey. It's an invisible journey. And some of you are where you are today because you have refused to move because you cannot see. You want to see everything clearly. You want everything clear. It will never be clear. God will never, God loves that uncertainty. That's why you follow him. If I know everything, I will not come to him tomorrow. Are you following my point? I will never come to him tomorrow. Because I already have everything. But when God gave them manna in the wilderness, he gave them manna that sufficed for today. You must have to come back tomorrow for another manna. If you pack more than the one you can eat for tomorrow, by tomorrow morning, the manna is already rotten. Because it's God's design that human beings must need God every day. So if I have everything and I have no need for God, I will not come to him. One of my friends was telling me, he said, Pastor Philip, he said, I feel like, he said, I'm always on the edge. This is not easy. This is not easy. This pastor is not easy. I'm always on the edge. Sometimes I feel like giving up. I said, me too, I feel like giving up. He said, you? Ah, no, ah, don't lie to me now. I, can't even, I said, yes, I feel like giving up. Every day. I live on the edge every day. Faith is on the edge. Like this. Oh, could It's as if you want to fall. That's how God wants you to walk. Because that's how you can walk trusting him. God loves human beings to trust him. It's deliberate. So I told him a story. I said, when Bishop Edubo were building Rajoba, two weeks to the end of the two weeks of the day they were supposed to dedicate that building, they had 17 million naira to go that they didn't have. And that was a big issue. 17 million. How do we get it from two weeks? They moved from there and moved to this big faith tabernacle. Two weeks to the end of building faith tabernacle. They didn't get 283 million to the end. They had to believe God for it. This one they are building now. Maybe two weeks it will remain like two billion. God will always make sure you are always needing him. That's the journey of faith. No matter how where you, no matter where you go, you will always, you will always be in that place where your trust. That's the journey of faith. Faith is an unspeakable journey. So it says you don't trust him. If you cannot see him until you, or if you, if you cannot believe him until you see 
then you cannot please God. You cannot please God. He that comes to God must believe that he is, verse 6, Hebrews chapter, chapter, chapter 11, verse 6, must know that God is, he is. God is who he says he is. If he says your provider, is your provider. If he says I'm your healer, he's your healer. By extension, if you believe God for who he says he is, then you must believe that you are who he says you are. If he says you are my child, job or no job, I'm God's child. For we walk not by sight, Money or no money. You are my father. House or no house. Car or no car. You are who God says you are. And God will not demand faith from us without giving us the means to get it. How do we get faith? Scripture is clear. Romans 10 verse 17. What does it say? Who knows it? One, two, three, go. Pop, pop. Eh? Faith comes by what? Church, can I hear you? How many of you don't know it? Pastor, I'm just saying it for the first time. Faith comes by how? The only way faith comes is by hearing. And hearing the word of God. Faith in anything must come by hearing God's word. God's word is the source, is the food of faith. If I want to grow my faith, I don't need to pray. All I have to do is to stay in the word. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. Now, the entire Bible is not all about faith. From Genesis to Revelation, is not teaching about faith. But there's no part in this scripture that doesn't have capacity to fuel your faith. You are looking for healing, you'll find a scripture for it. Anything that you are having, trying to have faith for, what you need to find out is God. So I'm tired of seeing believers who are praying nonsense prayers. You see, sometimes when I'm walking around the church, I'm eavesdropping people's prayers. I know that this person doesn't have any word. Father, I pray, grow my faith. Grow my faith. Rubbish. Faith comes by hearing. If you want your faith to grow, what do you do? Eh? Go on here. Don't pray. But believers are praying. Lord, grow my faith. Some believers are praying. Lord, grow me spiritually. Grow me spiritually. You know, this person does not know the Bible. The Bible says, as little children, desire the sincere make of the word that you might do what? That you might grow thereby. The way to grow is to eat. All of you see how you have grown now. Did you pray to grow like this? Eh? How did you grow like that? Answer me now. You are not answering me very well. It's food though. There is no body that is fat that is not food. Let me explain why. Let me explain. That, that was very sensitive. Yeah, pastor. Hey, pastor, don't go there. <laughs> Please. It's my gene. In our family, we are fat. <laughs> Sorry, in your family you are fat. <laughs> Out of your belly shall flow. If you didn't enter your belly, can't flow. No matter the level you are fat in your family, some of you, your, your family you put my very fat. That even if you like food on Facebook, you add weight. <laughs> that's just like that's you. You have the gene. The proximity to fatness is so much. Let me tell you, you need food to be fat. Sincere truth. You don't need air. You can never say, but just breathe the oxygen and grow fat. Yeah, 
Yes, there are people who have more proclivities towards being fat. Are you getting my point? There are human beings in this place, no matter what they eat, like that cattle that Pharaoh dream of. Let them swallow big cattle like they just remain slender. They are like that. How many of you have sisters like that? Brothers like that? No matter what they eat, they remain, they remain stable. Eh? Who's that? Kule? No, Kule does not eat. David, yes. David's an example. If David should mount on food for you, that is the dream that Pharaoh... Pharaoh did not know that it was David he saw. That's the dream. Pharaoh, if, if he should sit on food like this, he will eat it and you will not see the trace. That's the mystery of God. There are people like that. But you need food to be fat. When I watch videos of people who are struggling with fat, they cannot move, they are still as struggling as they cannot carry their leg. Oh, they are still bringing a box of pizza. They are still... Ice cream. <laughs> it's food. It's food. I'm telling you the truth. Like I said, some people have more propensities to grow fat than others because of gene. But you need food to be fat. No matter how much your gene is, if you go on the 21 day dry fast, you'll be slow. You'll be slow. Your body will convert every fat to energy. It will convert it. I'm telling you the truth. Let me tell you the truth. That's the truth. <laughs> That's the truth. So it is not prayer to grow. When I see people praying to grow, Father, grow me. They don't know the Bible. When I see people praying, Father, come down. He does not come down. The Father does not come down. The Holy Ghost, come down. The Holy Ghost has come down. So there are songs like that. There are songs like that. It shows that people don't have, are, of course they have a pure heart, they have a wonderful heart, they don't have any problem. They are not, you get my point? They are not wicked people, but they don't have a firm understanding of scriptures. So faith comes by God's word. If you lack faith in any area of your life, what you lack is God's word in that area. If you lack faith for your finance, what you lack is actually God's word on your finance. If you lack faith on your health, what you lack is God's word on your health. I've seen people pray for healing and they don't even pray properly for their healing. They don't pray. They don't know the scriptures. Before, when I want to pray for the sick, I used to ask God to come and heal the sick. And there are pastors who do it. And it's very, very, you know, sanctimonious. Father, come down and touch everyone. I've done that before. But I found that in scripture that Jesus Christ never did that. Do you know that in the entire scriptures, look at me, look at me. In the entire scripture, there was no place that Jesus said God should heal anybody. I'm telling you, truth of God who made me. It's not there. There was no time any of the apostles said, God, come and heal this person. No time. I'm telling you. Don't look at me like that now. I'm telling you. When Jesus Christ was going to empower the disciples, what did he tell them? He said, go. What should you do? Heal. What did he say? Eh? Did he say pray for them? Eh? Answer now. So when he said you shall lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. Did he say you shall ask God to heal them? What did he say clearly? Lay hands. 
So I have prayed like that for many years. I'll say, Lord, come and heal this person. One day God said to me, God said, stop it. That's not proper. I've been doing it all these days, but I'll not do it again. I have given you the power. You lay hands on that sick and pray for them. He said, I never did that when I was on earth. I spoke to the deaf. I spoke to mountains. I spoke to trees. I even spoke to Lazarus who was dead and said, Lazarus, eh? You know that Jesus Christ's prayer was very clear in, the, in front of the tomb of Lazarus. What did he say? Father, I thank you because you hear me always. And Pastor, he looked at the tomb and said, Lazarus. Did he say, Lazarus, come, God, come and raise up Lazarus. Is that what he said? Answer me now. So, word, word, word. When you pray, it will show whether you, are word, you have word content or not. I was praying for a lady, a girl who couldn't speak. One of my iconic testimonies. She couldn't speak. She had a dream and she could, when she woke up from the dream, she could no longer speak. And then her friends who were living with her because she was on campus, they tried to take her to the hospital but they couldn't get any solution. And so from morning to night, she could not say anything. But she wrote down on the paper that she had a dream and then she ate something in the dream and then she woke up and couldn't speak. That's a demonic food. Hmm? You know God can feed you in your dream. You know God can feed you in your dream. It's not every food that you eat in your dream that is from devil. Sometimes God used to serve people. Answer me now. Who first served food? It's not God that first served Peter food. Arise and eat. Satan is just copying God. Because Satan, you see, anything Satan does, he copies it. Satan, that's why some of you, you know, if you're in the entertainment, you, 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 we, have, we must believe that God will give us creativity in the church. We are copying too much. They should be the one copying us. Our God is not a God also God. He is, he is the source. So she could not talk again. I was called, I was driving from church, go back home. I said, okay, I'll come and see her tomorrow. They said, no, pastor. You know, some people have so much faith that they can draw in virtue from you anytime. I, I'm, I know like that. There's nothing. Even if I'm weak like that, I cannot do anything. They'll say, pastor Philip, just say, just open your mouth. Don't worry, just, don't worry. I've seen like that. And they are going to get their miracle. I've seen a lot of like that. He said, no, pastor, don't worry, you don't have to come. I'm going to ask them to call you now. They will call you now and they're going, you're going to pray over the phone. I said, but I'm tired. He said, just say something. So they called and I, I said, put the phone on speaker. In the name of Jesus, Father, Lord, God, say, yes. Face the demon. Leave me out of it. So I said, okay, okay. I speak to you, foul devil, in the name of Jesus, out of that lady now. People say, ah, Pastor, she's shaking, she's shaking. I said, don't worry, she'll be fine. I caught the phone, entered my room. By the time I entered my room, my wife was saying, ah, why? Why did you stay long? I said, ah, there was a lady that couldn't talk. That I just prayed for over the phone. I'm going to go see uh, maybe tomorrow. My phone rang. She was already talking. By speaking. So you see, my faith, my content came from the word. From the word. From the word. If you lack faith, what you lack is the word. Praise the Lord. So let's go to Ephesians 2 verse 8. I'm going to round up very quickly. Ephesians 2 verse 8. By the way, our midweek service starts from this Tuesday online. You guys didn't rejoice enough. Online, Tuesday, 6 p.m. to 7.15. You join in online. I'll continue this because I need to teach this. Faith is one of my favorite topics. If you have known me for 20 years, you know. Faith, healing, faith, healing. My favorite. Right. Ephesians 2 verse 8, what does it say? Help me do more. Ephesians 2 verse 8. For by grace, for by grace, are ye saved. Are ye saved. Through faith. True faith. And that not of yourself. Not of yourself. It is the gift of God. The Bible says that by 
faith you were saved. So let me explain this. Last month was our month of grace. And I intended to build this foundation with this scripture. By faith, you are, is that what it says? Help me again. By grace, are ye saved you are saved through faith. through faith. So here's it. You are saved by grace through faith. You are saved by grace through faith. Grace is God's responsibility. Faith is your responsibility. Are you following me now? Grace is what God poured out. Faith is you receiving what God has already poured out. Now you hear things like faith can move God. Faith can move God. Faith can move God. Faith does not move God. God has already moved. What faith does is to take possession of what grace had made available. So if it says you are saved, whatever it is that you call salvation, whether you are healed, you are prosperous, you are delivered, you are, you are, you are, you are going to enjoy it by grace through faith. By grace through faith. Faith is my responsibility to what God has done. God has already done everything God will do. Everything that God will do about your healing, he has already done it. God is not healing anybody today. <laughs> Pastor, be careful. Yeah. Yes. He's not. What did he do on the cross? Eh? So what he did was he poured out his life. Is Jesus Christ dying for anybody today? Eh? Answer me now. Uh -huh. You see this thing, if you get this thing, it will clear. To be clear forever. Whatever God will do about my salvation, he has already done. Whatever God will do about my healing, he has already done. When he died on the cross, the Bible says he died for the entire world. You know that Jesus Christ died for the entire world? But the entire world is not saved. Why? The entire world has not received him. He has done his part. It's, it, it is the part of the entire world to receive. So faith is you. Reaching out to receive what God has already made available in Christ. Everything. Prosperity, he has done it. Everything that will make you rich in Christ, Jesus Christ poured it out. It is now your responsibility to grow into it. You see that? It's your responsibility to believe for it, to, to have faith for it. When I was on campus, the Lord spoke to me one morning. I will never forget. He said, Philip, after I went very powerful Bible study, and then, sorry, quiet time. He said, Philip, I said, yes, Lord. He said, you will never be richer than this in your life till you die. Ah, I said, God forbid. In the name of thou foul devil. God said, yes, it's me. You can never be richer than this till you die. Ah, I was on campus. If you know, how many of you are on campus? The way Sakpa live with us is squatting with us. How will God look at me and tell me in that day and in that time of my life that I will never be richer than this? I did not agree. I bind the devil. God said, no. You should ask me why am I saying that. I said, I said, Lord, have I offended you? Why are you cursing me this morning? God said, no, I'm not cursing. I'm telling you the fact. You cannot be richer than this till you die. I said, okay, explain to me. He said, let me explain to you. A rich man, very rich, has wealth in every way. Has a son. The man is infinitely rich. That means he cannot even be richer than he is. He's infinitely rich. Who has all the wealth? Eh? That son. The boy is just three years old, but yet he has all the wealth. He said, Who has all the helicopters and all the aeroplanes in the hangar? I said, It's that boy. He said, Very good. The man dies. Who owns all the wealth? I said, The son. 
He said, but the lawyers are giving him 10, 10 naira every day. 10, 10 naira. Ah. But who wants the planes in the hangar? Ah. I said, it's the boy. But what are they giving him? 10, 10 naira. Then he grew up to be 15. They increased it to 2, 2K every day, or just 2K. Ah. Who owns all the houses and all the duplexes in the Koi and Leki? It's that boy. And then the boy grew up to be 30 years old. And they handed over everything to him. God said, is that boy richer that day at 30 than he was when he was three years old? I said, he said, you are the one that grows into your wealth. I have made everything I'm the one that grows. Faith is me reaching out to what God has already done. When God created us, he created us last. Not because we are the last on his heart. But he wanted everything ready, everything set, everything prepared for man. God wanted us saved. And he says, because you are saved by grace. Faith is my response to God. Faith does not move God. God has already moved. If I want my healing today, God is not going to do anything extra than he has already done. He has already poured out his life on the cross. Faith will reach out and receive that which God has already done. Faith is man's response. Grace is God's path. Faith is man's path. The Bible says, whatsoever a man shall believe, when he prays, let him believe. He shall have it. Mark chapter 11 verse 24. Whatever. Whatever. So here's it. That's why, that's why I'm going to explain why faith cannot be dragging God. Faith is not making God do anything. God is not doing anything. Faith cannot make God do anything. God has already done everything. Pastor, he has blessed us. How many blessings now? Heavenly places? God is everything is perfect. I mean, so already done. Amen. What's that? Eh? Okay. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name. Can I continue? All right. So faith in God is that in everything He has done, His Word shows you what He has made available for you. That's why faith will start when the Word of God is known. If you don't know God's Word. You cannot believe God for anything. A woman some years ago believed God that Kenneth Copeland was her husband. Now, Kenneth Copeland just celebrated 60 years marriage this year. But there was a woman somewhere that says, no, you are my husband. And what was her anchor scripture? Mark chapter 11 verse 24. Whatever you shall desire when you pray, believe that ye have them. And ye shall... Eh? That was anchor scripture. So you know what she did? This woman was, is a faith woman. She, beyond confessing the word, she went ahead to sew white gown. Someone say action. Tell us neighbor, put work to your faith. Yes, that's that woman. She held a wedding ceremony in her house. That's faith. Faith. Believing God for. Kenneth Copeland. So, and she said that, people now say, how will it happen? He said, Gloria Copeland must die. That the Bible says, whatever I desire when I pray, shall be given unto me. It's whatever, not whatever. Answer me now. No, if you're looking at, let's, let's be, be logical. If you say whatever, it's not whatever. Do you know there's no qualification in that scripture? It didn't say whatever is good. It just said whatever. So she said, Gloria Copeland must die so that she can enter into her inheritance. <laughs> after doing that 
she began to wait for Glacobla to die. Why did Glacobla not die? Jesus did not provide for the death of Glacobla on the cross. Faith is only as to what is provided on the cross. If it is faith that you used to move God, then you can use that one to move God. But God has already moved. And so therefore, everything that can be gotten by faith is already perfected in the cross. Whether it's sickness, whether it's health, whether it's whatever it is, it's gotten. So God did not provide for murder on the cross. God didn't provide for adultery on the cross. God didn't provide snatching people's husbands. It's not provided for... Somebody called me one time. I thought it was a joke. He said, Pastor, after the order of Vashti, this man's girlfriend must misbehave. I'm coming in. I'm coming in. So any relationship where I see now is spoil. So I'm just waiting. And she had a scripture for it. In the book of Esther. That it was the misbehavior of Vashti that opened the road. I, look, I hear a lot of things. I say, ah, I never saw it like that before. I say, yes, pastor. That's light. That's the word that God gave me. That this girl must misbehave so that I can come in. Some of you, you are with your husband or with your girlfriend. People are praying that you. <laughs> yeah. So, grace and faith, I'm, I have to round up with this because of our time. Grace and faith can be abused. There's a ditch at each side ditch on the right, ditch on the left. I'm this slow deliberately because I want you to get this foundation. There's a grace ditch and there's a faith ditch. The ditch of grace says that you don't need to do anything. Jesus has done it all. I'm going to show you a grace that you don't understand. Why are you laughing anymore? <laughs> That's a ditch. Let's fornicate. Grace cover it. That's a ditch. There is no such thing as a grace of God that does not put a responsibility on you. Faith is the responsibility that grace puts on you. I will explain very well. So, grace is that God has done it. He has done everything. Anything man wants to do, let him do it. You can, you can do anything. Jesus has paid the price. He has done it. That is the ditch of grace. There's a ditch of faith that puts all the responsibility on you. I must be holy. I must be righteous. I must be this. I must be that. And takes away the sacrifice of Christ. That's another ditch. Each ditch is as terrible as the other. None of us qualify for anything. All of you are looking at this. Even if you are better than me, I'm better than everybody, you are still not good enough. If someone comes to us and says, okay, if you guys cannot jump and your head should touch this light, anyone that cannot jump and their head touch this light, I'm going to kill the person. If somebody comes into this church and says that, say none of us are already dead. Say you know. Say you know, Abby. So, if one of you, maybe you are like a Martins that is tall now, or Jade, you now jump. Your head is now higher than others. You cannot say, but I'm higher than others. It doesn't care. You have not reached the minimum standard. No matter how high you jump, none of us can reach the minimum standard. That is where the grace and the faith mixes. It's like sodium chloride. You know sodium chloride? Sodium is, is poison. If you eat it too much, you will die. Chloride is poison. If you eat it too much, you will die. But eating both of them together makes salt. If you don't eat it, you will die. Do you understand? That's the mix of grace 
and faith. Grace is God's end. Faith is my end. There is no such thing as a life without responsibility. Yet, I can't take on everything. Look at what Jesus did. Some of us want to, want to, you want to, this is why you are not healed. I've had to pray, Pastor, why am I not healed? I attend church every day. Every day I'm fasting every week. I pay my tithes. Why am I still not healed? I said, that is why you are not healed. Because your focus is on all the things you are doing. There's nothing you can do that can make you qualify for healing. It's only what Jesus Christ has done that qualifies for That's the mix between faith and grace. So how do I believe? How do I believe God for wealth? How do I believe God for healing? Because faith touches on everything, including your decision to work with God. Faith touches on it. I work with God, help me, with faith. It takes faith every day to work with God. It takes faith to work with God. You don't know what God will say tomorrow. You know what he'll say tomorrow. And some of us are not enjoying that uncertainty that comes with working with God. Our life is too predictable. Our life is, and so it's boring. It's boring. I share that testimony, I'm going to share it again. What are you going to plan for love and money and convention? The amount of money that we had in this church to do that was not able to handle it. And I spoke to God. I said, Lord, should I cancel one of the programs? Let us do as we can afford. God says, no. I want to help you to do this program. Don't cancel anything. I said, but we don't have money. He said, don't worry. Go to the brook at Charity. I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. You see that ravens have taken your consignment to the place of your assignment. If you are staying here, that Lord, I will not move until I see the ravens. You will die there. The ravens have been sent to your place of assignment. They are waiting for you there. Your provision is at the place of your vision. That's why it's called provision. Are you following my point? So I said, Lord, no. We need to know. God said, don't worry, just be going. Just go. So I told the leaders, I said, we're going. Two weeks. <laughs> William says, hey, what does he cannot do? Does not exist. Let's go. There was no money. Alpha. I'm pastor of the church. I know we have money. I know we don't have. <laughs> Even though we don't have Judas <laughs> yet, I'm able to see what's going on. Praise the Lord. The money was enormous. But God says, go. So we started. God said, you know the principle? I said, what's the principle? He said, take that five bread that is not enough. Listen to me clearly. Listen to me carefully. That five bread is not enough. He said, put it in your hands. He said, lift it up. Bless it. Break it. Start sharing it. So what did I do? I took the money we had. I lifted it up. I blessed it. I broke it. I said, okay, I'm going to say we should pay for this. Start sharing. That's how we kept sharing. We shared, finished, did not finish. We kept sharing. We kept sharing. We kept sharing. The bread that Jesus Christ gave to the disciples was the bread they gave to him. It was in their hands. It was multiplying. As they were sharing. That's, that's the uncertainty of faith. It's not sin. It's not sin. That makes your life enjoyable. Now, so when Pastor Koji said he was coming, Pastor Koji said he's coming. He said, ah, but finish one now. God said, yes. Go again. <laughs> it's building your muscles. Hallelujah. It's building your muscles. How do you build muscles without carrying weight? There's no way to build muscles without carrying weight. Nah. There is no such. Everything is difficult, then it becomes easy. Everything is difficult, then it becomes easy. If you are a weight carrier here and you are carrying 50 kg, sorry, nobody can carry. Nobody can carry 50 kg. Okay, so sorry. 
Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm very sorry, please. I, I don't want to undermine your power. All right. If you are carrying five kg, for instance, it's very heavy at first. Then suddenly, what happens? It gets, it's because your muzzle has matched up to it. So when you believe God for five million, it looks difficult. But after believing God for five million like ten times, what happens? Believe God for five million becomes easy. God says, okay, we are done with that. Can we move to 10 million now? You believe God for 10 million. Yeah. Eh, eh, eh. God says, continue, continue, continue. Eh, eh. After a while, God says, oh, fantastic. Yeah, go to 20 million now. And that's how God begins to grow. But how will your faith grow if you don't even want to grow it? How will your faith grow if you are always looking for safe places? If you don't want anything to stress you. See, I just want to, I just want to, I don't want what happens. The amount that we spend every year, every month in this place, over 20 times the amount we are spending in Rosebud. The same faith I was used to believe God for 100,000 is the same faith, but it has grown stronger. How did it grow stronger? By exercise. Praise the Lord. So a mixture of faith and grace keeps you in that balance to know what God has done and what you have to do. This morning, God has provided himself, offered his blood, he died on the cross. He made provisions for everything that you would ever need. Absolutely everything that your heart will ever need. He did it with his heart. He paid the price. He shed his blood. He did everything. Everything he did just so that you can now stretch your faith. Bring it down. You can now stretch your faith and pick on what he has already done. This morning, you can pick on health. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. You can pick on babies. You are waiting on the Lord for the fruit of the womb. All the babies are already given. And do more. The babies are given. Hmm? The babies are given. And the, there is no barrier woman in SLC. Amen. Why did I go to do more? As a point of contact. She's the one that reads my scripture. So everyone who is sitting on the foot of the Lord for anything is available. In the name of Jesus. It's made provision. That guy who is in Lagos, his wife had miscarriage. Believe God for it. You have got pregnant. You have been in this church. It's my testimony. You cannot, I don't rush you. Ordinary Egusio, SJ. Serve me Egusio. My God. It's a point of contact. <laughs> Boom. Belenta. Ordinary Prokakas. Say, give me. Just give me anything. Give me anything. Prokakas. Chinchin. Give me. The Bible says, when Israel ate, Isaac ate, he blessed. Faith. The baby is there. Are you following my point? You just stretch your faith and receive it. The baby is there. The money is there. The wealth is there. My, past, my friend, Pastor Sunday, Sunday Ubilibo, shared a testimony. They were building their church and they are going to a standpoint. There was nothing again. Nothing else was working. They had packed all their equipment from the sites. Went back to their former church. He said, Pastor Kod, you came to Abuja. He said, ah, Sunday, that's your site that you said uh, you people were building. How far now? He said, Pastor, we have listened. No, let's go there. He said, Pastor Kod, you went there. Stood on the ground and said, Father, I command supplies. In the name of Jesus, now supplies and left. Personally, said that month he got at least 30 million gifts. That month, we just ah, personally, that's you. Ah, come on, call it one million now. Ah, that's you. Ah, call it five million. <laughs> that's how we say, he's there, he's there. Faith reaches out to receive it. Are you following my point? Grace has made it available. So, is your healing available this morning? Is your healing available this morning? So if you are sick in your body right now, right now as I'm speaking, you can say, Lord, that's what I get did now. Rejoice. Rejoice was in church. Suffered for ulcer for five years. I shared testimony like this. He said, this is the end of ulcer. In the name of Jesus, 
And she got healed instantly. Went back home, has been eating anything, pepper, everything since last, last year. No more symptoms. The healing was made available. God does not pick and choose. God does not choose who gets saved. Do you know God does not choose who gets saved? In this place, if I make altar corner, you think that God is to call people that know you, not you, you go back and commit some more sins. God doesn't do that. You, you follow my point? Anyone that comes to him, he receives right now. The same way anybody can come at any point. The grace of God has been poured forth. But our faith will stretch forth to receive it. For you blessed this morning. I want you to bow down. Thank you for listening to this message. Meditate on these words and watch how it will transform your life. For inquiries, please call 0909-672-9827 or 0807-548-5997. You can reach us on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram at SLChurchNG. You can reach us on our Facebook. That's Supernatural Life Church.